It's Thursday, you know what that means. It's time for Wrestle Buddies. Hey friends, welcome to Wrestle Buddies GameSpot's wrestling podcast filled with wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Alfring, and with me as always is my fabulous co-host and Wrestle Buddy for Life, Chris Hayner. Hi, hi. Hi, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Thursday. We got a new episode. It's a new year. Uh, 2021 has come. Uh, so naturally the world is fixed. Everything uh, is back to normal. It's so weird how that happened. It's as if COVID never existed. I'm recording this literally from the mall at the beach. Like, yeah, it's great. Cool. I'm Everybody's right, coughing right on each other. We're all healthy. It's wonderful. Yeah, I'm at an Avenged Sevenfold concert. Uh, I don't like Avenged Sevenfold, but like, I just like being at a concert. Oh, here's, here's what's weird. I'm at literally the third showing of Eternals that I've been to today. Thanks, Marvel. Oh yeah. Marvel just released it because the pandemic's over. Yeah. yeah they were like, here's, here's Black Widow and Eternals and like three seasons of WandaVision go. And we're all like, cool. How do we watch it? And Disney's like, you got to watch it in a room of a thousand people. And we're like, oh, that's fine now. That's okay. What a weird marathon binge. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a new year, guys, and that means that nothing has changed because uh, the, the, the earth going around the sun doesn't mean pandemics no. go away. Nothing, nothing has changed. We're still, we're still in a state where you need to be safe out there. Keep yourself and your family and literally everyone as safe as you possibly can. Uh, during the break, uh, you heard our first awards are the buddies, these, these, where we gave awards to wrestlers and people uh, who really deserve to be honored for 2020. Absolutely. And during that time, we didn't make mention of it when I was doing the edit because I just didn't want to like totally bum the episode out, I guess. Uh, John Huber, better known as Brody Lee or Luke Harper from mm -hmm. WWE and AEW. Uh, sadly passed away. Uh, so this week's episode, we're just going to talk about Brody Lee. I, he's very important to me as a wrestler. I know he's important to Chris. He's someone that we have brought up on this show. I feel like every other episode before his passing. Yeah. Um, so let's just chat about Brody Lee. <laughs> um, so most notably, he made his debut in uh, Chikara in 2007 uh he had a earlier wrestling yep. career before that but he spent like five years at chikara so that's where i first learned of him just oh really well uh it was like because he was doing a moonsault or something and i'm like why is there a guy that's like six six doing a moonsault <laughs> he's a big dude who can yeah. move man holy cow and this was before the beard too i think he may have had some stubble and shorter hair back then he's, he's almost unrecognizable <laughs> at that point it's very, it, yeah, it is very strict because like I like I knew him a little bit as br the Brody Lee of Ring of Honor mm -hmm. era. Um, it's so strange to look to that, like so many videos and photos have popped up of him, like not that's not perfectly clean cut, but like beardless and wearing more traditional wrestling mm -hmm. gear. And you're like, oh, wow, like he was a completely different person before he sort of keyed in on that character. Yeah, I think this is also I believe um that this was the time he also met eddie kingston during chikara and they became you know buddies they were in a stable mm. together um it's important to note that because I, it seems like you know from watching that aew tribute special that eddie kingston and him were exceptionally close even when they weren't in the same you know when he was at 
and the, and and what's what I find really interesting, as I'm sure we'll get into, like there's a couple of people who have that who seem to have had that level of closeness that like you might not necessarily would have expected, like Big E. I yeah, Big like I love how close seemingly he and Big E were, uh, and I I obviously fans mostly know him either as Luke Harper from the Wyatt family or the Bludgeon Brothers or as Mr. Brody Lee, leader of the Dark Order in AEW. Um, but holy cow, the outpouring of literally, like, Matt, we know yeah. wrestling, we know wrestlers, like, it's, there's never a 100% consensus. Never. Never. It's just, a, that doesn't exist. Literally nobody has had a remotely less than glowingly positive thing to say about mm-hmm. this man. And specifically, I think what helps make him stand out so much is about this man's love for his yeah. family and how everything was about getting home to his family as quickly as he could. And I, I, I was listening to, I was listening to talk is Jericho. Uh, we'll talk about that, but first we're going to talk about this. Uh, and it, I believe they were talking to like one of the AEW production people who had worked with, uh, Brody over the years and said if there was a Mount Rushmore of wrestling dads he would have to mm-hmm. be on it and like for my money that would be that's a much higher honor than being on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling because being a good partner and parent to people who are not on the road mm-hmm. with you half of the year and still having that passion to get like I did my job. I got to get home to my family as quickly as possible, even if that means driving all night instead of just taking a plane in the morning. If it'll get me another hour and a half with my kids, I'm going to make that sacrifice. That, and that is something like that's and, wonderful. And balancing work life and a home life with a family, especially when your work life is traveling, is impossible. I trying to balance my career sitting at home and my family very hard. But he's a, he mm-hmm. was a guy that was out on the road. When you're with WWE, you're out there probably 300 days a year and still yeah. trying to make every moment he can for his family. Like, that's tough, but that also shows you what kind of person he was. And you don't we you don't get people and, like that in the wrestling business. Because no, wrestling um, is whether you're a casual fan or someone that kind of follows everything. Wrestlers. uh more often than not, there are some problematic people in there. Well, and I feel like it's especially true of sort of the the last few generations as opposed yeah, to the current yeah. generation where uh, I feel like the partying days of wrestling have become the playing Xbox days of mm-hmm. wrestling where it's like after the show, it's not about being out at the bar all night. It's about getting your meal hanging out with your friends and playing video games and then getting, you know, heading to the next Yeah, like a, like a plane ride uh, from hell like, in 2020 would be a bunch of guys like drinking water, playing Switch, like playing Mario Kart. Like having a having like a crazy like Among Us yeah. tournament or a, like or like you guys were really going all out with Fall Guys on this flight. Yeah, Let's do which it. I guess it, would, it, it sounds great, great to me. I, I think that the older guard would probably find that to be lame because no one's pooping in anything. But... <laughs> That's just watch out for your duffel bag. I I feel like Brody Lee uh, is kind of a great is kind of the epitome of what 
a wrestler should strive to be outside of wrestling. Uh, he may not be doing mm. all the charity work that you see, like someone else doing like John Cena or whatever, but he knows where his priorities are and he is hyper-focused on them. And and that was kind of such an endearing thing about him. You knew that about him before he passed, that he loved his family. Even from that, what was that mm. WWE documentary they did on him? What was it like eight months ago, nine months ago? Yeah, it was, it's, it's honestly, in a war, the fact that it's not AEW that was eulogizing this man and speaking about how mm-hmm. amazing he was, but it was AEW, it was WWE, it was Impact. He never wrestled yeah. in Impact. But like, you can't, what, like, obviously wrestling is, wrestling in general is a pretty tight knit yeah. community. Uh, I think even more so now than it was uh, in generations past, but it's just this, this outpouring of love and support. And, and again, like there, there's, there is no wrestler on this planet that there's not going to be someone who has something to say about them, something negative to say mm-hmm. about them. And we haven't had that. Um yeah, I and beyond that, like beyond the person, like Brody Lee, John Huber, uh, is such an incredible yes. wrestler. Holy cow! And I, and you know what? This is actually a good. I'm glad we're doing this because I feel like when he first went to AEW, I was one of the people, and I think we've talked about this. I was one of the people who's like, I don't get it. I don't think it's going to work like this seems like a step backwards. I don't know, uh, because he'd been so strangely cast so often in WWE in non-speaking roles. And suddenly he had to be the leader and the talker that like I was really convinced it was a bad move. And boy, was I proven. Yeah, I did an interview with him back in. It was like right when he joined AEW. Um, mm-hmm. and I just kind of talked to him about being in a leadership role. I think I've got that audio saved somewhere, so I'll send it to you, Chris. Uh, Please do. Yeah. I talked to him about being in a leadership role and like, you can, you can tell like, not only was he, is he happier to be in a role where he kind of was able to talk more, but he seemed much more interested, um, obviously building his own character, but helping the younger wrestlers, like helping them find their mm-hmm. voice. Like, would we be talking about Johnny Hungy at all? <laughs> We, no. we wouldn't. We wouldn't be talking about Dark Order without bro. I'd be talking about Dark Order because I've been like a weird mark for it since it started. But but you were like, I feel like even in the beginning, you were kind of a mark for it because of how it wasn't. Good. Sometimes like, yeah. you have to admit it wasn't. Yeah. Good. It, it took Brody Lee coming in. It actually took BTE. Let's be honest. Let's be Brody yeah. Lee throwing papers at Evil Uno, John Silver, um, throwing <laughs> papers at those guys to really like elevate that group and and honestly it got even more elevated once he passed on uh and it will it will continue i think that huber's or Brody lee's teachings have really sunk into the dark order in the past like what six months absolutely and like and that's the thing when you look at the dark order now it might be hard to to realize that like it hasn't been that mm-hmm. long he he like he debuted in one of the I think it was one of the first pandemic yes. shows because he was supposed to debut uh, in Rochester, his hometown. It was going to be this big deal. But unfortunately, like the pandemic meant that all the shows moved to either 
Daly's place or QT Marshall's garage in Tennessee <laughs> yeah, or wherever right. it is, Georgia. Um, so like plans had to change, but he still did it and it still played so well. And he, even in that short time, yeah, like John Silver is the perfect example of someone who like flourished performing next to Brody because it's it and having that play and 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 also I feel like Brody gave Dark Order and helped Dark Order sort of embrace a less serious sad cold mm-hmm. tone and kind of embrace the, the the silliness of yeah because i mean before brody league dark order was like are you sad join the dark order and 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 now it's kind of yeah. like dark order dark order to me right now and it's a lot because of bt is just like do you want friends we're friends mm-hmm. like and that's a weird it's a weird tonal shift but it took someone as serious uh. and like as eye-catching as brody lee along with uh, Silver, Uno, and everybody else to kind of have this weird tonal dynamic shift between leadership and the underlings. And that's what really made Dark Order work towards, you know, when Lee came on. And, man, and and the matches he put together were also pretty across the board great. And that is something I have to say of uh, his time in WWE, too. Like, like I, 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 I love the Wyatt family. Yes. Um and he was of of the Wyatt of the 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 members of the family. He was always a favorite mm-hmm. of mine because a that look that look of just the hair and the beard and the disgusting which was clean and which was always uns- clean which was clean. Yeah, I must. Yeah, that's worth noting. Uh, a couple of wrestlers have come out and be like, by the way, he took pride in making sure those tank tops were clean and smelled, <laughs> but wonderful. just looked gross. They just looked gross. <laughs> And they did. They looked disgusting. Uh, and like he just he honestly, he looked like an unstoppable swamp hillbilly, which is exactly what he was. Supposed and, to. and not I'm not trying to slight Eric Rowan. I don't know his real name, to be honest. Eric Redbeard. Is that really his real name? <laughs> no. OK. That's his gimmick. Yeah, name, brother. Um, but I felt like the Luke Harper character Brody, like we're going to call him Brody just for here on out. It's kind of weird jumping back between, but Brody kind of sunk into that Harper character. So incredibly well. Um, I don't know if Bray Wyatt had a lot to do with that, um, kind of helping him get into that character, but it's, it was, it felt natural to see him in that character. And then when he came out as the exalted one, which I hate that name, um, as he came out as Brody Lee and how about the higher power, the higher power. I hate all of them. But watching him come into AEW and kind of just get right into that character was such a cool moment because you only knew of uh, Brody as Luke Harper. Even when he's in the Bludgeon Brothers, it was still. It was Luke Harper, but in like a red shirt. There, there was no character with development with that tag team. It was just we need to have a big, strong boy. Although they team. were they were good. They turned they me were around. Very good. Yeah, they were very they were a dominant tag team for a while. And. Uh, I believe it was like Rowan's injury that caused that to get sort of backburnered. Mm-hmm. And like Matt, we actually like, uh, as you may remember, we saw one of his last WWE matches at Access at WrestleMania last year during the Worlds Collide thing uh, when he fought Dominic Dijakovic, who, as we all now know, mm-hmm. Matt, it's T-Bar. Let the world know. It's, it's T-Bar. T-Bar. T-Bar from Retribution. Uh, you know him as the guy in that team that always loses and or isn't spotlighted 
and uh, Mustafa Ali deserves better. Um, but they're all but, great on Twitter right now. I just want to throw that out. Follow them all. Oh my god! Like I'm, I'm loving the zing, and they're doing mm-hmm. it. Hogan, man. Ooh boy. But yeah, like Eve. But even then, even after he'd sort of been removed from TV, and like it's WrestleMania weekend, and his big match is at WrestleMania Access, the Fan Fest. He still delivered like a dope match because he cared about his craft. Mm-hmm. And like, and that, and that's, 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 that's as far as I can tell, that's Brody. He ca- like, he cared about doing things well. And it's even the little things he could have come to AEW as Brody Lee. No, he came as Mr. Brody Lee. Cause he is a leader and he commands respect. And like the way, and he, and he completely changed his character. Gone were the dirty tank tops and the jeans and the everything. His hair was always kind of pulled back into a nice pony or like kind of like the weird, like almost like top knot pony mm-hmm. situation. And he had the suits and he looked damn good in his suit. And it was such a nice, refreshing change from everything we'd seen him do before. Yeah, even in his ring attire was giant one piece, which you don't see very often. I'll say this. His ring attire for his first match was not very good, but he quickly changed it into like really good ring attire that fit the character. His his return ring attire uh, was very much. Uh, it felt very indie. It felt very like like early aughts indie wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to the the major wrestling figure podcast. And according to uh, Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder, evidently after his debut in AEW, he texted them and was like, hey, can you hook me up with your merch guy? I need to make new gear. (laughs) So I think he knew it wasn't great. But like from then on out, he looked like he looked great and he looked the part, which I think was the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So after his passing, uh, obviously AEW did a tribute show. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, WWE mm-hmm. opened up their sh- their episode of Raw with um, the tribute image, and then them saying uh, it's Monday. You know what that means? Twice or no? <laughs> what, Drew McIntyre doing Drew it McIntyre. and then throwing out the yeah 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 yeah. Oh that that got me. That got me so hard because like I. Because I don't, Matt, I don't know if you remember this. In one of the games, one of the video games, WWE video mm-hmm. games that uh, Luke Harper was in, like he would do his taunt and his mouth would move, and they dubbed in the "Yeah, yeah, yeah" audio. Yes. <laughs> so, like, I would always want to fight against him so that that would happen in the match. Just hear "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I loved it. Uh, there was also outpouring uh, love on Twitter from WWE Impact. I'm sure Ring of Honor did one. I didn't see it. Uh, obviously, AEW. Um, I wish W and I. I don't want to criticize heavily or whatever. I wish WWE would have done like the ten bell salute, or I. I don't know if that would have been the right choice. Or I will say, uh, I understand that criticism. I've all, however, I've also seen reports that since he was a contracted AEW wrestler, WWE was letting AEW sort of lead the way on what a proper tribute for him would be. Cool. Because like, of course, AEW is going to do something. Mm -hmm. And like, I, if the report that WWE didn't want to undercut sort of AEW celebration, if that's even remotely true, like good on you. Um, 
I do appreciate that they've released a few now uh, videos of just talking to the different wrestlers about their relationships with, with Brody. Yeah, I saw a few of those. Uh, because like he's clearly so special to so many people on all of the rosters that like I'm glad I'm very glad even though he had left WWE and was now a major player in AEW and for my money would have easily I think he within the next year probably would have been an AEW world champion. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad WDB was able to look past that and just like give their talent a moment to sort of mourn their friend and be because at the day above all of it all wrestlers are fans. Yeah. Like, so I'm glad they got to like, so yes, they're friends, but they're also fans of this guy. And I'm glad they got the, they, they got the moment to talk about it and the fans got the moment to sort of mourn with them through that. But yeah, it like, it's a, it's a weird discussion about like, should WWE have done more? I don't know the circumstances into any of it. And I don't know but, the uh, answer. That's the thing. Like, I don't, that, that's the thing. I don't know what the answer I is. I would have liked to see something else, but at the same time, like letting, not letting AEW, they didn't have to let AEW do anything, but by not doing something, it did put more emphasis on that AEW show. And that AEW show from, it was pitched. It was perfect. Yeah, it was uh, let's it, it might be one of the best it, it, in fact it is probably the best show AEW has put out it was emotional uh everybody was out there like it wasn't about advancing storylines mm -hmm. it was filled with heart and like it's hard to get real emotion oh uh, the entire AEW tribute show was highlighting uh dark order dark order got all the wins because they deserve all the wins uh it was just such a wonderful way to honor Brody Lee. Um, no storylines, no... Well, the storyline is that Dark Order is dominant. Uh, it Like, that John Silver match, it was like, that was Inner Circle versus Dark Order. Uh, what an emotional yeah. and just, like... If you didn't cry or get teary-eyed, you may be dead inside. I mean, like, that's how I felt. Like, I was just, like, teary-eyed the entire time when Redbeard came out even more tear. Like it was just that. No, I did not, not expect, by the way, I no way did I expect Eric Redbeard to show up and for just a one-off appearance to, to, to send love to his former tag partner. That yeah. was, that was a beautiful, you know, we don't get positive, meaningful stuff like that in wrestling anymore. You don't everything, right. Even on, to, even like Twitter or whatever, everything is just so negative, especially with AEW having its own show and WWE having its shows. It just feels like it's just animosity and just, anger towards everything and like this was the one time where i felt just happy to be watching wrestling and that there was no like bs surrounding anything else well and every single wrestler on that card was practically in tears throughout the night like it goes to show like there is there is continues to be so much love for this guy that like after after the John Silver, Alex Reynolds and Hangman match versus, I think, mm -hmm. the inner circle. Right. Yeah. Uh, like John Silver just broke down in tears yeah. as he hit the mat. Because like this is a guy, Matt, in like six, seven, eight months, like he changed so many talents lives yeah. in this company. And they all clearly felt such a close bond with him uh, at like. uh John Silver was wearing gear that Brody had made yeah. for him. 
for a BTE bit that never yeah. ended up happening. And it was just a tiny version of he the wore, Brody Lee gear. <laughs> just a tiny version of Brody Lee's gear. And he wore a jacket that Brody Lee had made for him because he wanted John Silver to look like a superstar. <laughs> it's so cool. Like that's that's a like what a what a wonderful yeah. human being. Um as you said the main event was booked uh, by negative 1, the greatest nickname yes. of anything period. Because if Brody Lee is number one, his kids come first. Which so is amazing. Is negative one. Beautiful. Uh, and it was it was Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and 10 versus Team Taz. Like, that's yeah. just fun. Like, and, and the kid was at ringside for the whole MJF? thing. MJF? Oh, my God. When negative one, oh. when negative one threw, <laughs> when, he, when he nailed MJF with that kendo stick <laughs> shot. Like... I love that he's wearing a Dark Order Lucha mask the entire show, but in this nice suit, like everything about it was super, super dope, uh, including we can't say it here because it is very profane. But MJM MJF's reaction to that moment on Twitter oh, I didn't that see night. That. Oh, I'll say it here and you could either censor it or just dump it out entirely. MGF just tweeted that kid. Oh, yeah, that's referring back to uh, the MJF scandal from was it last year or 2019? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this time it was aimed at Brody. It was aimed at Brody Jr., which is so. Oh, here's was, the, here's the thing. Just so I just want to talk about one second with that MJF stuff. Like MJF is the best heel in the business right now. He is a consummate heel. Perp he doesn't. But stop even when he was doing heel. like when he was doing all that stuff to, to negative one and saying all that to him, like that felt like super out of love. And I almost felt like it broke character for him, which is amazing to see for MJF. And I know he's still being a heel, but like yeah. you could tell like there was like a lot of love behind what he was doing. Well, well, because like, again, you'll be hard pressed to find anybody that doesn't adore uh, what Brody Lee has done for the business and for them. Like it's. Yeah, it's special. Like Lance Archer, no connection to Dark Order whatsoever, wears a dirty, a dirty tank top and blue jeans in honor of like th for his match. Like it's ugh, everything about it. So good. It ends with the whole there. Pre they presented negative one, which with was the TNT title. And now that title yeah. design is retired. What an awesome moment. I could have done without Sting, but whatever. <laughs> Sting hanging, Sting hanging out with Darby Allen in the bleachers. They keep saying in the rafters as if they're not just hanging out in the bleachers. <laughs> you guys are the on the, you guys are on deck one. You're in the 100 about. section. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not even high up in in the amphitheater. Okay? Darby <laughs> Allen hanging out backstage but, having uh, a hot dog. <laughs> just even see him in line of <laughs> the concessions. Yeah, they just walk out a door from the backstage area. Like it's wild, but um. No, yeah, it's it was such a good show. The fact that they're retiring yeah. the TNT title, which was just created that design after how long it took them to yeah. get that belt for most of for most of Cody's first reign. He walked around with this weird silver unfinished mm -hmm. belt for so long. And they finally got the they finally got the title in time for Brody to win it, and which was what. And now and they're the retiring dog that match, which. I'm just like, oh, dog collar match. Like, I don't like these. These aren't was so oh, good. What a match. That's one. That's like that. I would I would I would say that's a top three or four match in yeah. AEW period for me. Uh, 
there's AEW. Obviously, AEW has a lot of like the more the like the beloved sort of indie names that do a lot of yeah. the high spot matches. That was just a fight, and it was a fight. It was not a fight like one of my least favorite AEW matches, which is uh, the go- the Dustin Rhodes the blood match versus Cody match. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I do love, love that, that match. match. Actually. I found I found that match to be very difficult to watch. This was like th- this felt vicious without taking it to an unbelievable. Uh, that felt like, like the reinvention of Brody Lee to me. Like, yes, you see him yeah. backstage throwing papers at people, but like this is who he is in the ring. This is why he leads the Dark Order. Like, this is why people listen to him and respect him because he will f you up in the ring uh cody tweeted that gif of when he lost the title uh to brody way back when and it's such a it it it, for me it's the perfect like it's just the perfect little piece of that character he hits him with that discus clothesline Mm. which i love i love that move it looks like it hurts and then he doesn't hook like he said he said he asked like cody said he like Cody said that Brody asked him beforehand if he can go not hook the leg and Cody gave a version. And so he hits that clothesline and then he doesn't just, even yeah, touch Cody. over him. He lays down over him and holds himself up in almost a push up position. So he's not even touching Cody when he what beats a, him for the title. And it's just the it's like it's the it's perfect. just such a a weird and wonderful like sign of disrespect for a heel character. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Oh, so, so good. And also, I, and I know you've seen this video. I've watched it a few times because it's just beautiful. But Eddie Kingston talking backstage after was it? I think it was after. Correct. It was after the tribute show. If you haven't watched this week's episode of Being the Elite, uh, yeah. so it's just called Tribute. Uh, it's all about sort of the week of the tribute show. And it opens with sort of clips of people getting ready for the show. And then a big chunk of Eddie Kingston's speech uh, that was given to the boys backstage. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, like it's worth checking out. And a, it further shows how, um, it further shows how important he mm-hmm. was to Eddie Kingston, but how he sort of galvanized that locker room, and and in a, in a in a in yeah. an important way, in a way that like wrestling isn't yeah. everything. Like in the at the end of the day, your family is what matters, and I feel like that is something that is has to be, I would assume a much big like I, I hate to say that it's a much bigger deal in AEW than WWE but like I look at the AEW guys and there's a like the young bucks are two yeah they're family guys like their families are very important to them and they go home to their family like you know that's that's their lives they don't party they don't hang out like they hang out with their families so like I like that he got to and also the schedule is easier uh, that's not necessarily the case during COVID but like Brody did the WWE travel schedule for years. And now he was in a place where the schedule is going to be lighter. He gets to spend mm-hmm. more time with his family. Like if I had to guess, that must have been yeah. the biggest draw. And I, sorry, I got <laughs> very sidetracked. Um, I have a lot. I have a lot of thoughts. Of there, very yeah, there emotional. Was the Brody Lee, like not the, this most recent um, BTE, but lad, the week before I couldn't watch it all. I think it was another. I think it was the first Brody Lee episode they did, because it, mm, yeah, when a celebrity, what it hurt. I, I that's why I couldn't it do hurt. it. Yeah, 
because I, for me, when a celebrity passes on, whether I like them or not, um, I don't know them. I don't have a, this is me personally. This has, I'm not trying to say anything about anybody else. I don't have a personal connection. It's usually just like, that's sad, but I can move on pretty easily. Um, for some reason though, with Brody, like I was super, super bummed for days. You know, I've only talked to him once. Um, but he was a dude that just, I really enjoyed watching. I liked watching his evolution. Uh, it still really bums me out. And, it, and, and to me, that's weird. It's weird cognitive, di- cognitive dissonance because I don't know him. It's just been, it's been weird to feel so connected to a wrestler. I have nothing I'm not connected to in any way, I guess. But I guess it's something special about him as a performer that he can make someone, I guess, a little bit more cynical like myself feel that connection to him. Or maybe it's just because he's a family man and I just, I really feel that side of him as a human. See, and I, like, I, I understand that. That is, that is, and that, like, I'm, I, 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 like, I'm, I don't have kids. So I, like, I don't have, for me, what am I that's the other problem with all this is like putting our very real feelings into words is super duper tough when it's see i'm bored i'm paused right there too it it, it's it's just tough because you want to say so much but like what hasn't already been said where you're just you know right and and obviously you and I didn't know him like just you, once. You, you'd spoken to him. I'm I'm I think I talked to him at some point for another outlet yeah. like a long time ago, but like I it's it's been so long. Uh, it's just but like to see the love from those who knew him well, those who were on the road with him all the time. Uh, but like looking at it as a fan, it's as I said before, when he first joined AEW, I was very skeptical about what he was going to be able to bring to the table. And he very quickly uh, shut down any misconceptions I had about what he could do and what Mm -hmm. he was bringing. And watching him these last several months, it was just like the sky, the sky was the limit for this guy. Like there, it was not going to get any bigger. Like, he he had his whole world ahead of him, and he was gonna yeah. crush it. Um, I guess just to kind of summarize and paraphrase Eddie Kingston, like he's not gone because he still lives on as long as we remember him. His teachings still live on within other wrestlers and in all the yeah. companies that he's, you know, been a part of at one point or another. Uh, so while it's a huge, huge bummer, uh, just it's super sad to see him go. You know, like he's made a mark on the industry uh, more so than probably any of us, you or I even know, because, you know, we weren't close. We weren't involved, but you know, it's obvious that Mm -hmm. he's made a huge mark on people. Just have we ever seen a tribute show like that for any wrestler? Never. No. And we've seen so many tribute shows like the closest I can, the closest I can possibly think of at this point is the Mm -hmm. Eddie Guerrero tribute shows. Uh, Cause I mean, and obviously Eddie was beloved yeah. by the wrestling world, but even then like to the, the, that they were able to involve his wife and his kids in it. And they were able to like pay respects to not only Brody's memory, mm-hmm. but to them and everything they've gone through because 
Brody had been off TV since since October, yeah. I think. And like everyone in like the people in charge at AEW knew that it wasn't looking good and knew that like it it was knew that he was in bad shape. Um and they and they thank God, I'm so glad they were able to that this wasn't news yeah. that was able to leak out. Um because honestly, the family deserves the privacy. And I've even seen I and I will say this, uh something that's pissed me off recently is I'm seeing uh certain uh quote unquote wrestling journalists and certain uh mm. retired wrestlers saying like, well, we need to no. know what the cause of death is. No, you don't. You don't you don't deserve anything. They're not they're like they don't owe you anything. Like none of that. This is a private family matter. Let the family have Well, I think that's th- that's another that's thing. That's it which is very problematic within wrestling journalism. Um, I guess you and I are both in a sense, wrestling journalists. It's not what we do full time. We're entertainment journalists. I'm a media, I'm a media journalist. I, uh, and critic, I'm man. a newsboy. Um, but it, it's something That's problematic right. that we definitely see day in, day out within wrestling journalism is the, just the dirt sheet rumors. Um, it's not, it's not journalism. That's the, pro- the problem with wrestling journalism yeah. is it's not journalism. And, uh, Everyone, the like so often, I feel like the fans, the quote unquote reporters, and even to a certain degree, the the older school wrestlers who are now making their living doing podcasts and whatnot, talking about people like Disco Inferno, they feel entitled to things that they have zero actual. I think that's just a cultural problem in general with the Internet. I mean. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's not, it's not, it is not something that is exclusive to wrestling. It's just been, it's been for my, it's for me, it's been very, very apparent this, these past uh, couple of weeks as there are. And, and for the most part, I will say I'm very Mm -hmm. proud of wrestling fans because it is a very, very, very small. And we haven't uh, Uh, quote unquote, let a few bad apples ruin the bunch. I mean, the outpouring of love for him has been great. A lot of people are shooting down these uh, people that are writing kind of uh, insensitive conspiracy, conspiracy theorists, they're snake oil salesmen there. Yeah, it's the the world is way too obsessed with potential conspiracy theories now because I guess they're bored with the already. That's a whole other thing I'd love to talk about. I don't understand. (laughs) That is not this show, Um, but yeah. I feel like we've gotten way off track. What matters now. is just remembering him, you know, honoring his memory. I, I believe, um, I guess I'll, this is not a sponsored plug by any means, but I believe pro wrestling teasers, certain wrestlers like CM Punk. I know there's Brody Lee, uh, his Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Um, if you purchase shirts from them, their proceeds go to, uh, I believe her name is Amanda Huber and the family. Um, I know the major WF pod is selling a, an exclusive Brody Lee uh, action figure mm-hmm. print with all the proceeds going to the Huber family. I know a, yeah, AW has released their own Brody Lee shirt. Uh, well, I think I'm going to get because it's, it's maybe the dopest wrestling shirt. Are you talking I don't about know the if you've seen AW's Brody Lee shirt. Oh. No, 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 about no, 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 no. The blank, I don't think he so. has blank, like white eyes, but the one eye up here cartoony whatever you'll show it to me later <laughs> the, uh, but like yeah it's it's so it's so good uh 
And there, there's a number of those things, and they're directly benefiting his family, which, like, yeah, like, especially now in the midst of, like, a worldwide pandemic, his family could probably I mean, if the you, And if you want to help out in any way, uh, that's probably the best way to do it. I'm sure you could directly donate somewhere, but get yourself a cool shirt honoring Brody Lee out of it, or a CM Punk or Mick Foley or whatever, you know? If you want to do something, yeah. that's something you could easily do, and both parties benefit. You being the other party with a new yeah. T-shirt. Yeah, you don't need another Sting shirt. Who's Come buying on. Sting shirts still? Did you see that the Sting shirt, like the it was the hot the, the like the highest selling debut shirt ever? Why? I'm like, it's just every other Sting shirt except this one has an AEW. This logo is a whole other it. episode. I'd love to talk about. Uh, just, just merch. <laughs> Let, we can, can honestly at a certain point we just need uh to do a sh- like a show about yeah. wrestling merch that's it i think that's a good that's place it. to wrap it up for this week we will obviously we'll be back with something a little bit more silly we uh, i think we kept this pretty lighthearted with uh you cuz everyone listening to this you've you've already read a lot about brody lee you've already heard a lot of podcasts about brody lee Thanks for listening to ours about Brody Lee because it's all just personal experiences all we can offer and just how these how he I shouldn't say these how how he kind of affected us on a personal level. And I want to obviously and Chris, I'm sure would agree. Want to hear your thoughts about Brody Lee, how he affected you, um, your favorite moments. Uh, So just kind of hit us up on that Twitters, you know. Who is at WrestleMania when I was at WrestleMania and the Wyatt family? Uh, got entangled with the rock and john cena that's what i like if you were there hit me up let's talk about that because that blew my mind seeing bray wyatt luke harper and eric rowan like surrounding the rock who made a surprise mm-hmm. mania return come on and then cena comes out the two biggest names in the business and these three young upstarts are the ones who are out there getting in their face remember the good times oh Be so good the negative people just block them man. use that block button on Twitter. It's the yeah. best. I do it all the time. Oh, man, I mute. I mute people because I don't want to give them the satisfaction of getting blocked. Oh, I give them the satisfaction. All right. Because that lasts this long. I'm doing very tiny fingers right now. Uh-huh. But for me, it lasts this long and I'm doing big hands right now. It's true. He is doing big, big hands, y'all. There is something so wonderful about blocking somebody. And I and I pre-block, <laughs> by the way, if I see like. Someone has like <laughs> said an opinion on the internet. I'm like, that's kind of an interesting opinion. And I look at their Twitter and it's all terrible hot takes or misogynist or racist stuff. Pre blocked. Oh, you'll you'll, so you'll block people who haven't even interacted with yes. you. Yes. <laughs> now, have you been blocked? Yeah, I found out recently there was a guy who I think is really cool that blocked me. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what he blocked me for. Was it me? No, uh, it's another writer for um, another site. I'm a little annoying sometimes, so maybe that's it. Who knows? So uh, let us know your thoughts on Brody Lee. Hit us up on the the Twitter, at WrestleBuddies. Yes, please. Chris, what is your final words for this week? Thank you, Brody. See you next week. Thanks for listening to WrestleBuddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.